This episode of the Invest Your Best podcast with Ali Kay is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp provides professional counseling securely done online so you can now receive counseling from the comfort of your home. You can message your licensed professional counselor at any time and you can start communicating with a counselor in less than 48 hours. BetterHelp is convenient, it's secure, it's affordable, and they have licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, family conflicts, self-esteem, grief, anything you can really think of, there is a licensed professional counselor waiting on BetterHelp to connect with you. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash IYB, B as in best. That's www.betterhelp.com. B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash I-Y-B, B as in best. Change your life today. Hey friends, welcome back to season three of the Invest Your Best podcast with Ali Kay. Come along as I casually explore what it takes to live your best life mentally, physically, and spiritually by focusing on the things you can control, your thinking and actions. Come and listen as I have open, real, and honest conversations about what it takes to step into action to live your best life. It's time to invest your best. And on today's episode, I am going to talk openly and honestly about my whole mental health journey. I've been putting this episode off for a while. I knew I always wanted to share my struggles with mental health and my personal story, as well as why I'm such an advocate for mental health. But I never knew when the right timing was going to be. And I feel like it has definitely been heavy on my heart to share this story, especially with better help being the sponsor for this episode. I thought it was really fitting for me to talk about my mental health history and just kind of normalize the conversation and also talk about my experience with therapy because therapy and counseling for me was life-changing. I mean, it changed my life where I went off and I went to grad school to get my master's in mental health counseling. That's how much it impacted my life. And I just want to give it to you real and raw on this episode. So stick around and stay tuned for this wild ride. So the reason why I share what's going on with my life or even why I documented my 70 pound weight loss journey and shared the good, the bad, everything was definitely for accountability for myself, but I continue to share openly what's going on in my life because I hope in some way it gives a perspective and sheds light on things where you might feel less alone about the issue. 
I honestly feel like if it's positively impacting one person by me sharing my struggles or sharing what I went through or what I'm going through, I feel like that's worth it in itself, even though that leads, you know, me to be judged by people. And it's definitely very vulnerable to share stuff like this, like I am about to share on this episode. But again, I feel like it's all worth it, even if it helps one person. So that's why I feel called to share my whole mental health journey. I honestly feel like this might be like a three-part episode just because there is so much to tell. I'm not going to get in like the very, very detailed things, but I do want to give you an overall perspective on my whole journey with mental health and learning about it and my experience. All right, so a little backstory about me. I am the middle child. I grew up definitely a people pleaser in the sense where like I never wanted to get in trouble. I'm very sensitive to how others feel around me more So where I put their feelings and their needs before my own, some people will call that codependency, Um, I admit that, but I grew up a very, like, I don't want to say independent child, but my parents never had to, you know, ask me if I did my homework. I was like a goody two-shoe in the sense that I would go to school, I'd come home, I'd do my homework. I never wanted to leave my house, so I did not want to go to high school parties, um, just really like I had friends and I wasn't an outcast or anything like that. I was just, I didn't really like to be outside of my comfort zone. And even like when I was little, my mom would sign me up for things. And it's just like my oldest son, you know, she would sign me up for things and I would cry and beg and, and tell her, please, please don't take me. Like I didn't want to do that. Just like my oldest son, he's a spitting image of me. And my mom just didn't want to fight with me about it. Like she didn't have the energy to push me to go. So I was allowed to quit a lot of things because I just didn't want to do it. And I think it was just that initial anxiety of going there. But like that started at a very young age. I feel like things didn't really come ahead until I was 18. And that's when I moved to California and I moved away for college. And I feel like that's when I definitely was outside of my norm where my mental health issues really began to get in the way of my daily functioning. So you know mental health. So we all, all. let me back up. We all struggle with anxiety at some point. You know, we all feel low and might be depressing at some point in our lives. It becomes a a disorder when it gets in the way of your daily life. So if it's interfering with things such as your job and school and whatever, that's when it becomes a mental health disorder. And I will kind of talk about when I get to that point of the story, my problems with diagnosis, which is like honestly a a big portion of my story, but honestly, y'all, this might be like episode three. But um, anyways, typically mental health issues really do arise 
early adulthood, you know, that 18, 21 years of age is like that sweet spot of when you're kind of transitioning into the adult world where, you know, your mental health is definitely at risk. And that's where it all started more so for me. I feel like I always struggled with anxiety, especially social anxiety, but it didn't become a thing until college. College came around and I was definitely out of my comfort zone. And I was actually, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I actually chose to go to a small school in California because I was doing the whole acting thing. So I was going to auditions during the daytime and then I would go to like college classes at night. And it's kind of ironic because I've definitely struggled. I've definitely struggled with the social anxiety my entire life, but I feel like with acting, it was like a controlled thing when I could be the center of attention and I rehearsed and all that. I really enjoyed learning about acting. I've more so learned that what I was attracted to acting had to do with learning human behavior and understanding why individuals are motivated, like what's their motivation for behavior. And that all has to do with acting. So I learned that later on in life, but I was acting at that time. So I would go to auditions during the daytime, night class. And then another thing was like, I was 18 years old. Like my first audition was for Days of Our Lives and I got very far. But at the same time, it was really hard because obviously that's such a fragile age. And I was also playing that comparison game. Like I'm surrounded by beautiful, talented girls that look just like me that I'm going up against because we're all going for the same role and we're typecasted. And, you know, that kind of broke my self-esteem. And then another thing that I learned about with my acting, my background in acting is I took a lot of like method acting classes where that is where you learn to become the character. You learn to think like the character. Um, and it's it gets kind of dangerous, especially for me. I was always typecasted in like the drug addict or the girl that was, you know, going through dark things. So that was kind of like what I was always auditioning for the type of roles. But anyways, so I ended up getting a role on CSI. It was just like a one episode thing. I was dead for most of the, the majority of the episode. But I booked that a year after I was in LA. So it was like the summer of going into my second year of college. I finally booked an audition and I was kind of evaluating if I wanted to go back to college because I wasn't really... We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we're the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. getting the full experience like I wasn't my college that I went to really didn't have like an on-campus 
life and I was auditioning too like I was driving 30 45 minutes into the city and then I would have to rush back for class and it was just hard doing both but the only way I was allowed to live out in California is if I was actually going to college so that summer after I booked CSI I signed up for my fall classes I had a really bad breakup I started dating someone and I was just and I moved into a house with my friends and I was just getting in a bad spot where all of a sudden I had all this freedom I was I was definitely depressed I feel like I was depressed out of my box and I couldn't really find the motivation to get myself to go to auditions and I wasn't going to class and I ended up dropping out of college not on purpose but like I was withdrawing from all my classes because I couldn't keep up with them and that you know that was like a big deal in me because I wasn't that type of student and then because I was going to auditions there was times where I would just wouldn't get out of bed and go to the audition I wasn't motivated and I was getting all this anxiety and and I was just hanging out I think with the wrong people in the sense where like I was losing myself and my morals and my values I won't get like deep into that but I was really lost and I didn't know who I was and I went through a bad period and my parents flew out that Christmas and they were like you need to come home like you're not going to school you're not even auditioning you don't look right you're not in a good place you need to come home so at 21 I moved home And that was a point in my life where I definitely was dealing with more anxiety than I ever had, and I was depressed. And I ended up booking a role in an independent film, which is so ironic because this is another reason why I decided to do this episode, because the film that I started at 21 years old in 2011, I believe, just got released two weeks ago on Amazon if you guys want to go watch it it's called Sanctuary but this was a really scary and crazy period of my life I don't want to drag this on too much and give all the details but long story short I booked this independent film it was like a first film for everyone involved we were all very young we were filming at night it's a it's a sci-fi film, kind of dark. I was playing a dark character and again, I was so serious about this role because I felt like acting was almost like my way out of of feeling the way I was currently feeling. Like I wanted I wanted acting so bad. Like I wanted to make it work. I wanted it to be my career and truly I didn't I just wasn't in touch with that I just felt like this role was like a make or break it for me um at that time that was my thinking so I took it very seriously and we were filming at night so we would sleep during the day I wasn't sleeping at all because I was just very high stressed I've never done a movie before everything was very new to me on top of me having like social anxiety because it was also like a social thing too like you you become almost like a family and we're all living together with people I didn't even know and on top of that I'm like method acting like becoming this character who was suicidal and depressed and I'm like journaling these thoughts and not sleeping and I put a lot of pressure and stress on myself and one night and it's really crazy because I kept journal accounts of this entire 
movie, but I think we were like three or four weeks into filming and I was going to go back that night to film. I had just gone off set. It was like 5 a.m. in the morning. And I, again, I was not sleeping for a really long time. And you know where you have like sleep paralysis and you sleep and you feel like something is like holding you down, but you're awake, but you're really sleeping. Like you can't move your body. And I just remember hearing like things and feeling things and and I just wasn't right. And I started thinking really dark thoughts and just like I wanted to to just leave the movie and I didn't know how to and I was really scared and just under a lot of stress. And I, I called my dad and he came and he got me and I went to the hospital that night. Like I just wasn't right. And, and once I got to the hospital, it was very clear that I had had a psychotic episode. Real quick, I wanted to pause this episode and bring you a message from our sponsors, BetterHelp. As you're listening to this episode, it is so apparent how much counseling has changed my life. And I am such an advocate for counseling that I think anyone needs to do it in order to live a better life. And BetterHelp is bringing you professional counseling done securely online. And what's great about that is now you don't have to go out and sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp has so many licensed professional counselors. So if you're not getting that therapeutic match that you need from your counselor, BetterHelp makes it easy to change counselors. If you're dealing with anxiety, stress, trauma, depression, anything, BetterHelp has a licensed professional counselor that is waiting for you. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash IYB, B as in best. That's www.betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash IYB, B as in best. I could not distinguish between reality. Um, I was so deep into this character and also I was really experiencing trauma by being on this movie just because I I was making it something it wasn't and I walked into a so I got released from the hospital um and then the next day I went to go see a psychiatrist and I could not tell you what the day and time was I was constantly crying Um, I was like shaking like a chihuahua where almost in the sense where like I left a traumatic experience and I was just, I was not right. And I think my family will never listen to that, to this episode because when they don't even listen to my podcast, but at that time it was really scary. And again, like I journaled throughout this entire experience and like, I can't even read the journals and read what I was writing because it was so scary. Like it was just, I can't explain it, but I had a break. I had a psychotic break and this was the first time at 21 years old that I had ever walked into a psychiatrist's 
office. I was under a situation, I mean, a very unique situation. I was filming a movie. I left the movie set. I knew at some point I would have to go back to this movie to finish it. I mean, I couldn't let all these people down on top of just everything. So I was in a very... I don't want to say temporary situation, but my external factors were definitely influencing this experience that I was going through. So I just want you to keep that in mind. As I went into a psychiatrist's office, I walked out of there diagnosed with um, as like bipolar disorder, with comorbidities of social anxiety disorder. I also got diagnosed with ADHD, um, a depressive episode like I had I, I've looked at my papers like my diagnoses along with my comorbidities it's just unreal just a whole list of it and I walked out of that office on Lexapro Clonopin mind you I've never been on medicine Clonopin um prescribed Adderall um and and that was it. So I, those were like my medicines. I walked out. Of course, like on, if you don't know what Klonopin is, it's a benzo. It's in the same family as Xanax. And on the bottle, I re- remember it saying taking one to two when feeling anxious. And I had done no research. I obviously I went to see a doctor. I trust my doctor and I'm just reading what the directions say on the bottle. And I would feel anxious and I would pop these clonopins it's like popping xanax and i was not in my right mind but i was doing what the medicine was telling me to do and then i would go back every week to the psychiatrist and sh- and i would tell her you know i'm still crying like she would just tell me ask me what's going on and i'm again like i left a movie set i'm in a very unique situation i'm not right and she would keep upping my medicine and on Lexapro, again, I one thing I'm so thankful that I did was I kept a mood journal. I kept a journal every single day. And I look back like, holy shit, like me on Lexapro, I was having hallucinations. Like it was triggering bipolar episodes in me. And I just want, I just want to say this. I am pro medicine. I think medicine is an amazing thing. Um, but there's an issue when you're just taking medicine and you're not fully educated on what's going on. You're not recommended to go see a counselor. Uh, I feel like medicine is definitely in some aspects in my situation. It was like just putting a bandaid on what was truly going on. And I literally feel like if I hadn't made a conscious decision to start doing the research, because another thing, when I go to a doctor and I get diagnosed with something, I started feeling like that diagnosis made up who I was. Like I was now that diagnosis, which later in life I learned truly what diagnoses are. They're they're made to navigate your treatment. But in my mind, as someone who's not educated in this moment, I thought I am Allie. I am I am you know, depressed. I have social anxiety. Like I thought I was these diagnosis. And so it was almost like I kept making an excuse for myself. Like, no, I am sick and this is how I need to live. And I'm going to keep taking this medicine without really understanding what was truly going on and what I could do to advocate for myself and make a change. I'm going to pause right there. 
Okay, so I feel like this episode's going to be all over, but the point I guess I'm just really trying to make and really get across, and it was definitely a pivotal moment for me, was that at 21 years old, I was going through a really hard time. Like I just, it was a crisis situation in my world. And I went to a psychiatrist's office and I was prescribed medicine. That's what a psychiatrist does. I was diagnosed with multiple diagnoses, with comorbidities. I was prescribed medication and I was ignorant. I was uneducated and I did not fully understand what all this meant. And I feel like I had two choices. One was just to trust my doctor, blindly trust my doctor, which obviously, you know, we should trust our doctors, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't educate ourselves. And I feel like I took a different path, meaning that I took it upon myself to educate myself. What does this mean? Um, What do these, these diagnoses mean? What can I do besides just taking these medicines? And that's when I started counseling. And my mom obviously was a major help in this where she found me a counselor and was like, you need to go. And from that moment on, counseling saved my life. I mean, I can't, oh my gosh, I'm going to get emotional. I didn't think I was. But um, if I hadn't started counseling, I really don't think I would have been here right now. I know that's so like dark to say, but the shit I was going through at that time in my life and the way I was thinking was really scary. And I feel like the medicine even made it worse because we really fully didn't understand it. Even my family didn't understand what was going on. And I didn't either. Like I was just not in my right mind. And had I not started counseling and started to take it upon myself to get my power back, you know, to learn what was going on, I would not be here today. And I truly believe that counseling is the sole purpose why I'm here. And it's really, it's such a shame that counseling has all, counseling and therapy has such a negative connotation to it when it's nothing to be ashamed of. I think if you choose to make an appointment to go to counseling and you choose to actually go, I think that just shows how strong you are as a person, how resilient you are as a person, and how self-aware you are that you want to make a change. I think more people in, we need more people like you in this world if you are choosing to make that first step to go to therapy. And I don't, I'm going to stop the episode here because I think this was like a heavy one and I think it was a lot and I feel like I just really laid it out there about what was going on and this is only the beginning of my story with everything that I've been dealing with with my mental health but I think my biggest takeaway I want for people is that to know that mental health is a real thing you know it's a real thing at some point you probably will struggle, you know, whether that your mental health turns into a disorder where it's getting in the way of your daily functional functioning. And two takeaways from this. One is to be aware of that. If you cannot go about your normal day because of anxiety or depression 
or your thinking. Something is coming between you and your daily functioning. Go seek help. Number two is medicine is great. It's a great option. I don't ever want this episode to be like, oh, she's so anti-medicine. You know, medicine didn't work for her, so it didn't work for me. At that time, medicine helped me get on my feet. Um, I learned that there's a whole art with medicine, learning how it affects your mood, your the side effects, you know, that you personally need to keep track of so you can communicate with your doctor. I was only doing partial, partially of that. So medicine is a great thing to help you get out of that situation. I am an advocate for medicine, but more so I'm an advocate for getting to the core problem. I think in certain situations, especially just like mine, the medicine just helped me put a band-aid on what was truly going on. It was counseling and therapy that that healed me, that helped me do the work to get back to functioning in my daily life. So I just want you to keep that in mind. There is nothing wrong with medicine. Again, I am pro-medicine. It is an amazing thing. Science is amazing. But I just want you to keep in mind that there's work to do as a person and that's where counseling and therapy can truly help you. So let's normalize the conversation about mental health. Let's have empathy for other people. Even though people might seem happy or you might think they live this perfect life, especially like how social media portrays it, it doesn't mean they're not fighting their own battles and their own demons within. So let's have a little empathy and understanding that we all need some love during this time. All right, guys, that is it for this episode. It's all out there. There's more to the story. I honestly think this will be like a three-part episode, but I'm just going to leave you, leave you with that. Um, and yeah, we'll go from there. Part two next week. All right, that was a little heavy, but on a lighter note, if you are someone who wants to start living a healthier lifestyle and you feel like weight loss is something that will contribute to helping you live a healthier lifestyle, I know I've actually gained 13 pounds the past couple of weeks. You guys know me. I am not about the scale. I believe that you should measure your progress by how you're feeling, how your clothes are fitting, um, photos are a great tell and I knew that my clothes were not feel- fitting. You guys know I've I've been open about being in a slump since my surgery in summer and I finally hopped on the scale and yeah, I've gained 13 pounds and I just knew it's time that I do need to focus on losing a little weight and just getting back into my healthier lifestyle. That is why I selfishly have a diet bet for anyone who wants to start living that healthier lifestyle and have the accountability and group support to lose four percent of your starting body weight that is starting august 23rd so here how it works you place a 35 dollars bet on yourself that 35 dollars goes into a big jackpot you are now part of a group that group is going to share recipes support encouragement i will personally be sharing what i'm eating in that day um, some of the workouts i'm doing i feel like this diet bet if anything you're going to get more from me from me because i'll be participating in it with you guys um 
after the four weeks, if you have lost 4% of your starting body weight, which on average is around like five to six pounds, you split the jackpot with whoever else followed through with their goals. So the jackpot all depends on how many participants are and how many people follow through with their goals. If you are interested in joining, please go to dietbet.com slash Alexandra. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok. If you are interested in online healthing, online health coaching, you can go to www.investyourbestwithallyk.com. Start your morning with intentions, my invest your best wellness, mental, oh my gosh, that is a tongue tied. My mental and physical wellness planner is available on Amazon to start your morning with intentions. That's what I meant to say. Go pick that up today. And yeah, guys, that is it. I will see you next week with another part two of my mental health journey. And again, I hope that just sharing my story and my life will kind of help you gain some perspective and know that you're not alone. If you're struggling with this, you are not alone. And I will see you next week.